Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. I don't know if it is in a man's job. So let me clarify, because every job is available to both male and female. What is observed is that more men are in the financial sector, but I'm not in a man's job. I'm in my job. I don't go by the rule book. I lead from the heart, not the head. Princess Diana. Greetings, 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 my peak performer. How are you doing today? I am super, super excited because it is episode 150, 150 years of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm your host, Henneka Watkins-Porter. Today's episode is with Marlene Street Forest. Marlene is the managing director of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and director of both subsidiaries. Under her stewardship, the JSC became demutualized and the U.S. denominated markets and the junior market were launched. She also spearheaded the registrar division of the Jamaica Central Depository when she served as general manager for this subsidiary of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. In 2016, Marlene was conferred with the honor of the Order of Distinction in the rank of commander in recognition of her outstanding leadership in the growth of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. In that same year, she also received the Afro Global Excellence Award for Global Impacts from Canada for exhibiting great leadership, vision, integrity, and commitment to excellence. So I am super, super excited to have this conversation on taking stock as a visionary leader. Welcome, Marlene. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, Anika. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being Jamaican? Well, the fact that we are authentic. Ah. Persons probably say we are laid back, but I think really what we are innovative and we are kind. I actually just love everything about being Jamaican. Yes, me too. Me too. Same here. All right. So we're going to be talking about taking stock as a visionary leader, as I have said before, and going to be inviting, I'm sure recently, you know, more so in recent times than ever, that the Jamaican population and indeed the world has been looking on at you 
you know, the progress that the Jamaica Stock Exchange has made, the way that you have made us so proud as Jamaicans and not just as Jamaicans, but persons that are interested in Jamaica. Right. So congratulations with that. What we want to do now is to have you take us back a few years. What was the teenage Marlene like? (laughs) Well, I would say pretty studious. That's what came to mind. Just having asked the question. I read a lot. I baked a lot. Baked? Yes, I actually baked. I had a royal cookbook. I think I baked everything in that cookbook. So I read, I baked, I was always in that business with my mother or my father at some point in time. You know, so it was an active period, but also a very focused period. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave off the baking, right? Um, <laughs> because you know have an interesting mandate as the managing director at the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And I'm, of course, we're going to talk a little about that. But what does baking <laughs> have to do with what you're doing now? And do you still bake a lot? Do you still like to bake? Talk to us about that. Okay, so I baked up to a couple of years ago so that I even had a pastry shop by what? the name of Cake and Cream because I just loved baking. I like the finished product, but most of all, you know, with baking, you had to have some precision. Right. And well, you know, I don't know that because let me just say, I cannot make <laughs> to save my life. So I don't know that. <laughs> well, you do. You have to have some precision, but you like to see that having applied the measurements, you know, what you must do, a cup of this, a pinch of that, etc. it comes out well. And then you like to see people eating it and enjoying what you put together. The other thing is that it is just fun to mix ingredients. So I actually liked baking. And as I said before, it showed up from the standpoint that I had a business called Cake and Cream. And I would just whip up a storm after work and put the things in that store, you know. Wow, interesting. I'm sure, you know, my community is going to be so intrigued to hear about that. No, you talk about the baking and precision, then yeah. clearly I can align that to the mandate that you now have, you know, as managing director of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. I would love to hear about, you know, what does that entail for you? What does it mean for you? Tell us about that mandate. (laughs) Well, the mandate is to expand the exchange, to bring cutting-edge technology to the exchange, to ensure that people see the exchange as a vehicle to get capital, grow their business, and to have, on the other hand, people understanding how they can create wealth utilizing the exchange. There's a broad mandate, but one that really ends in the growth of Jamaica. That's what we pursue. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, the growth of Jamaica, clearly you really have a heart for Jamaica and Jamaicans. No, I am one of them that will say you, I'm so super inspired by you, particularly as a woman, as a Jamaican, but particularly as a Jamaican woman, you really inspire me. And, you know, what I see from the outside is that you lead with such grace and calm. I know that it's not easy. Like it doesn't matter how easy let it seem. I know it cannot be easy. So you inspire so many Jamaicans, so many Jamaican women. Where does your inspiration come from? You know, my inspiration comes from my family. They are really the wind beneath my wings. They'll say to me, you can do it. Because if we have to be very truthful, it is not always easy. 
And you really have to have those persons that say to you, even at the point when you doubt that, you know, just push ahead, just forge ahead, you can do it. There are days that you feel, oh, this is it. But with your family and with good friends, and when we say friends, we mean friends, because they are friends that we stay with. Exactly. (laughs) Now, the other thing is that I'm also very religious. So my inspiration also comes from God, right? I go to that good book and I get inspiration Mm -hmm. as to what to do, how to solve some problems that can be very difficult, how to stick to it when you feel as if you want to give up. So this is where, now, on the other hand, my inspiration also comes from my team at the exchange. You'll always hear me talk, Enika, about the good team that I have. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) You know that they are good. They love what they are doing. They are in tune with the mission and they work. It is not about salary, though that counts. You know that they are deeply within, committed to the same mission and vision that we have. Well, amen to that about, you know, drawing inspiration from the good book, which I also subscribe to. And, you know, it leads me and guides me. You talk about, you know, when the difficult times come. And I'd love to for us to touch on that a little because I don't want any of, you know, my conversations to seem, oh, yeah, it's all easy. And, you know, you're always smiling and nothing goes wrong. I want you to share an instant with us when perhaps you just thought this is it. And how did you get through that? Okay, so it is about... For example, when we launched the junior market, you know, it takes time for a market to mature, to get people on board. But having gotten quite a number of companies on board, then we were told that a major incentive, as you know, the corporate tax mm-hmm. would be taken from this market. And it's really just created for me what a loss. And the one, the our team said, look, just continue to push, continue to lobby. But you know what happened? Oh, we got over that. We had so many persons who were inspired by the fact that they did well on the junior market. They see the potential and also were bored, seen, and just continued to assist me to push When I said, goodness, such a facility would be shut down, so to speak. And so that was it. So clearly the support, like, you know, really no man is an island, no man stand alone. So intrinsic in what you said is the fact that the support that, you know, that rallied behind you and the testament of the work that you've already done and the benefits of, you know, those who were beneficiaries to the Junior Stock Exchange. So, yes. I commend you. I commend you for sticking it out. And I know that so many persons are benefiting from that. Just recently, let me allude to it, and then you can perhaps speak a little to it as well, is the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange. Just talk a little about that and why you saw the need to push through that project. The Jamaica Social Stock Exchange is the subsidiary, a subsidiary of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And it is really looking at the social aspect of the environment. Now, social is so important to ensure the growth even of the capital market because if persons 
need shelter, if crime exists. These are all social. And so if you can work on the social, the issues of poverty, the issue of unattached youth, the issue of disabled community, all of those are important in order to ensure that the society itself, if these are addressed, the society grow. And as a result of that, the stock market will grow. As a result of that, Jamaica will grow. So we have to look on all aspects, completing the ecosystem, mm -hmm. the financial, the social, all of those are important. So we felt that it was important to launch the social stock exchange. You know, Neka, many of our women especially are involved in social enterprise. So in the event that we get that right too, we are also encouraging more women into the formal system of business. So we felt that it was necessary. Right. You know, and necessary it was, and I'm a big proponent of using the social elements and, you know, yes. the social infrastructure to fix what is really the problem that we have in our country. Because I believe that once we have those elements right, then of course, as you said earlier, is that it impacts the capital market as well. So get that right. And, you know, you're having there a complete ecosystem. Yeah. So Marlene, on the surface of it, you seem to be in a man's world, right? <laughs> Doing a man's job. What's your take on that? I don't know if it is in a man's job. So let me clarify, because every job is available to both male and female. What is observed is that more men are in the financial sector, but I'm not in a man's job. I'm in my job. Ah, <laughs> that response. Very, very good answer. And I know this yeah. is hiring, you know, to many women who will be listening to this podcast episode. Yes. You also talked about your team earlier. I want to get a sense from you. How do you really take stock of your leadership? Because I know leadership is hard. I lead in a very different capacity. I'm going to be straight with you. I'm not the most patient. I can be very direct and I have a lot of flaws. Let me just put it out there. But I know I also have excellent leadership skills, but it's a very difficult thing to be a leader because all the fingers point at you. Persons never truly understand all the things that you take into consideration when you make a decision, but you have to make a decision with the best, you know, resource that you have at the time, the best information that you have at the time. How do you take stock personally of your leadership and get the buy-in from the team and other external parties? You know, I am not going to even sugarcoat it with the and theories. Right. Because, you know, I'm just going to talk about me. I engage people. Mm -hmm. I really try to engage you. Because if you don't have those persons on board, understanding what the vision is, what the mission is, then you are not going to get the results that you need. So first and foremost, I ensure that you understand the mission and you buy into it. Afterwards, to Henika, I really am not micromanaging anyone. They know what they're supposed to do. And if you are part of the team, you have a responsibility and you are accountable. So you are going to get both of those. You understand? Then you inspect, I'm going to use this term because everyone around me know about this. You inspect what to expect. Uh -huh. And what that, what that is simply saying is that, look, I'm expecting this result, but also I'm going to inspect to see that that is the result. We go by projects. 
we know what the timelines are, we measure them, persons get feedback. And the feedback that you get, you indicated that you're not patient. I think I'm sort of patient. So, but the feedback that you get is not a harsh feedback. It is, how can we do this thing a little better? How can we cut some time on this to make it happen? How does this affect either positively or negatively the stock exchange or the group? There's a time when you really have to make the decision yourself. There's a time when there is consensus. There is a time when you allow the person in the team to make that decision. And there's a time when you say, I'm wrong. Or there's yeah. a time when you say, look here, you know something, I'm right on this. Trust me. So you have to also develop that sense of trust. And trust is important. Mm-hmm. If the team feels that they can trust you in all aspects, I think you will have a good team. Mm-hmm. You also have to lead up front. You cannot say one thing and expect for others to do different. This is my expectation of you. But at the same time, you are not willing to do that yourself. You are one part of that team. You might be the leader because you are steering that ship, but you are a part of the team and you cannot extricate yourself from either the success or the failure. And if people know that, they are going to want to produce. They are going to want to win, not at all costs, but to win. And there is also the understanding, too, that there can be failure, but we're not working to fail. But in the event that we fail, we reevaluate and move on. And there is no blame game. So this is all about trust. I get here um, most mornings very early. One of the things that I'm impatient about is lateness. I can't speak. <laughs> so we have our flaws, right? That's I, mine too. <laughs> yes, but I cannot deal with that. But my team knows that they put in the work. You know, the reward is there that is shared for everyone. Mm-hmm. You spoke of success and failure. And of course, the successes are there for everybody to see. You know, named by Bloomberg as the number one stock exchange in the world. And that was in 2018. And before that, there was a naming, such naming before, right? In 2015, that's well, right? I want you to touch on what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? At the Stock Exchange, we were developing a particular software and we failed. It got drawn out. At the end of the day, the mission was not, we didn't fulfill on the mission. What I got from that is sometimes it is important that not only is it important that you listen, but that you are able to pick up some nuances. You, you, like, you, you, um, perception, intuition, you got intuition, spirit, whatever we call it, right? Intuition, <laughs> that you hear more than what is being said. Mm-hmm. It's important. It is important also to even reflect on what is being said. And also where you see that there are creeps in requirement differences in what persons expect as outcome that you regroup and try and do it over. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a big lesson. Mm-hmm. That was a big lesson. And also to end this in terms of this question, 
understand properly what you are in control of. Uh-huh. So one, managing the expectations, understanding what you're in control of and be guided by your intuition. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, we're about to wrap up. There's just something else I want to get from you. So perhaps, Marlene, you could tell us the one thing that you wish you knew when you began your career. That's a difficult one. But I think probably I wish I knew at the beginning how much time would be taken from other things that you have to do. Like maybe you're baking? <laughs> like probably the baking, but you know, on this social side, right, right, right. how much you have to commit to it. Because, and again, I suspect that you make things as intense as you want to. But I'll tell you, when you get involved in the stock exchange, and especially because I'm here, I'm nearly 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get involved in it, it is almost as if it becomes part of your DNA and I'm absorbed. And I did not know that then, but it would be the situation. But I tell you what drives you is the fact that uh, there's so much to do and so much potential in terms of growth that you become almost very absorbed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that pretty well as an entrepreneur. I'm sure. I get very absorbed and it's just now that I'm having to take stock and you just do, you know, reassess and look at priorities and see the things that, you know, it's not only the entrepreneurship and my entrepreneurial pursuits that are important, but yeah, the social side, I must, you know, be intentional about staying in touch and staying connected with my family because when I get in my zone, oh my gosh. Yes. Nobody pulls you out. Nobody pulls me out, right? My final question to you and my peak performer, you know that I've been talking to the managing director of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, Marlene Street Forest, a very phenomenal Jamaican woman who is doing amazing things, inspiring Jamaicans in general, and particularly women. Now, no man stands on island. We've alluded to that and we've alluded to the fact that you have support, you know, to make what you do a success. So if you would be kind enough to name at least three, or if you, if you don't want to name so many people, but Name three people that you'd like to share that have been most supportive of your efforts. Well, apart from my daughters and my husband, as a young professional, I must name Compton Rodney. You know, he was inspirational. He was a mentor. Always remember, Hinnickel, it's good to have mentors, whether they're official or non-official or unofficial. Very, very good. People who look at you and say, I'm going to take a chance on this person, or I'm going to try to move. Compton Rodney stands out in the professional world as one who assisted, because it was a foundation. I just left university. So that, you know, I'll also say Rita Humphreys Lewin, mm-hmm. being in an amazing woman too, huh? Yes, the financial sector. And you realize how she excelled. She has the envy of being the only female chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. There's still that role model, if you may. So those two persons, I would say, in the financial sector, my husband, frankly, my daughters, Ina and Francia. Oh, that's so sweet. And I cannot forget my mother. Can you? Because she's there, she's alive. And she has made so much sacrifice for her children. Oh, that's a beautiful way to end, Marlene. And I'm going to ask you at this point, 
just to share how Mind Persons get in touch with you. They've listened to this episode and they're inspired and they want to reach out to you via the Jamaica Stock Exchange. You may share how they may get in touch with you. That's one. And two, I know we had talked about before we come on live, whether you'd have anything you'd want to share with our audience, a possibility for a giveaway of some sort. So if you have that and you want to share that, just go right ahead and do that. So Henico, what persons can do, I'll share with them two courses with the JSEE campus. Mm-hmm. Now, these would be workshops, one-day workshops. And we will put out the workshops and they can call. We'll tell them what workshops they are and what they can choose from. Okay, that sounds yes. great. I'm sure sounds that sounds great, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Can I call too? <laughs> All right, go yes, go ahead and share how they might get in touch with you. And they it. can contact me in several different ways. 876-967-0131. That's my direct line. 876-967-3271-4. And my email, Marlene.street forest at jamstockex.com. Amazing. And so again, my people performers, you have been tuning into this episode with Marlene Street Forest. Marlene, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with me and my audience to share about your inspiring journey and the amazing things you're doing, the lessons that you've learned and how we can just be better leaders and while we're investing in the stock market, huh? And it's a big pleasure was mine. All right. Again, my people performers, thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Marlene Street Forest, the managing director of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. I do look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, I have a very big announcement. Of course, you would have heard it before, but I have a membership program for a one-time payment of $30. You can get access to it now. In 2017, I don't know if you remember, but I hosted the SME, the Entrepreneurial U SME Virtual yes. Conference and Expo, where I featured 18 CNN, Forbes featured, etc. experts from four countries over four days. They dropped amazing value bombs during that expo, that online summit. And so that conference, I want to share the content with you. I'm super excited to do it. You will find the content to be very meaningful. And this is great, not only because it will give me an outlet for sharing these types of episodes with you, which I really have been wanting to do for a long time, but because it will also give you a way to support the show and make it even better. Every dollar made will make my show better. But trust me, it is quick and easy to sign up. If you'd like to become a Peak Performer Partner, you can click the link in the show notes of the podcast episode of your choice podcast app, rather of your choice, or go to glow.fm slash T-E-Y. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good 